Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to Game Masters Under Dark, where uh, this time two game masters get together to answer your questions about uh, tabletop RPGs. Uh, as always, I am Will, and this week I am joined exclusively by Matt R. Matt, how are you doing? Lovely. The lovely Matt R. <laughs> the lovely Matt R. I beg pardon. Um, Matt H. Uh, is working. Uh, you guys know we told you a couple weeks ago he got a new job, so... He, uh, he will not be joining us tonight, um, but we are starting a new series uh, tonight on a character creation. Uh, this is going to be like a little four-part series, uh, specifically looking at how each of us actually go through creating a character. Uh, and then the last episode will be the, four, uh, the three of us uh, kind, of, kind of walking you through the character sheet. Um, sometimes there are things that we all miss. Um, and things we might have questions on. And so this video, while uh, typically for uh, you know, DMs, you could also show this to your players uh, in case they have questions, uh, but definitely you can use this as a tool for you if you're not sure how to answer their questions. Uh, that's kind of the biggest thing that um, we wanna kind of go over is our process and how you can use our tips on helping your new players. So uh, we are starting, I think, much like we did our last series with Matt R. going first. So, Naturally. <laughs> uh, oh, I do want to also put in a disclaimer uh, before we get started. We are using D&D Beyond uh, to go through this. Um, so we are not sponsored, <laughs> but um, this is the tool that we use for all of our games uh, at this point. Uh, so we're super familiar with it. But anything- I'm also gonna speak like pretty generically or mm -hmm. generally because like we play other games just this is our most common thing yeah. go to the easiest <laughs> go to yeah absolutely uh, so a lot of this does have a lot of carryover um but just know that we're using DD beyond because it is the most popular the most common um and we'll you will be discussing you know how how we use the tool uh for character creation so uh with that being start uh said Matt, we're starting a new campaign. In this scenario, I'm running the game. Uh, we've got some basic info, but how do you start character creation? First thing I ask is, it is encumbrance a thing? <laughs> because that always bogs me down <laughs> i'm like oh man so it especially in dnd beyond you can actually click uh if it if encumbrance is a thing and so that is uh definitely a mechanic you want to be on the lookout when you make a character <laughs> um but what i like to do is just look at um the type of races that i can be first uh, when looking at D&D, &D, there's so many that sometimes just looking at them, you can kind of be like, okay, that's that's kind of the route I want to go. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of D&D &D races, um, they are kind of made to be a certain way. And you can go like non, what's what's the right word to use? Non-canonical? I don't know. Uh, maybe non-traditional. Non-traditional. That's the right one. Yeah, you can kind of go non-traditional with it and just be cool and different, unique and awesome, which is usually my characters. They're, they're not really perfect in any one stat, but just very unique. <laughs> um, but you do have like in D&D, there's custom lineage where you can be a little bit more specific with what you look like and um, 
what you're good at when it comes to stats. Yes. Um, and real quick, I, I just to interrupt real quick is uh, when using D&D Beyond, this is a, kind of one of those disclaimers. Um, kind of glad we're doing this because we talked about using the tool quite a bit. The races you have access to depends on the books you have purchased on the website. I think I want to be real clear about that. Um, we, uh, between me, Matt, and Matt have quite a few of the, the source books. Yeah, so we have a bunch of different races to pick from. Um, if you have just the, uh, the, the physical books, D&D Beyond is, oh, is rough or can be rough because you have to purchase the books again. Um, so if you're, if you're using this with your group where you play in person, um, I, you know, kind of disregard a lot of this because at that point you can kind of just Google or do whatever and find a lot of the information. Um, but I did want to kind of put that in there, like custom lineage is from Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Uh, I'm looking at my list here. The Furbolg is from Volo's Guide to Monsters. Um, let me, so like some of these races you get, uh, kind of right out of the gate, but even, uh, tiefling is a good one. If you purchase a sword coast adventurer's guide, you get access to a couple different types of tieflings that you did. Like I, right now I'm looking at it. I have two base races and 10 variant races. <laughs> so, uh, just a disclaimer, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, when using this tool, if you don't own the book digitally, it will limit the races you can pick. So yeah. there's that. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just going off this list, I think I'm going to choose a character that's, uh, I'm going to try to make a class and stuff and character and mix it all together in, in a way that you normally wouldn't, just uh, based on what kind of character. So the race I'm picking is a satyr. <laughs> Ah, yes. I'm going with it. Uh, Seder, in this case, gives me plus two to charisma, plus one to dexterity. And when you're, like, first starting out making characters in D&D, like you're maybe new to it, uh, might be beneficial to choose a class where charisma is a stat you use a lot. A lot. Um, uh, but that said, you don't have to do that. And if anybody tells you, like, oh, wow, you really chose a satyr and you, you're a barbarian. <laughs> you know what you can tell them? Well, that's what Matt R is doing. Yep. <laughs> he's making a satyr barbarian <laughs> and he's going to have a good time. Yep. And uh, it's really just really whatever you feel like is what it sh this episode should end with. <laughs> just yeah. play whatever you like. But when it comes to like creating a backstory, what I like to do is think, why the heck is this satyr a barbarian? <laughs> and I started thinking maybe possible outcomes of what could have led to that kind of lifestyle. Okay, and um, before we move on to the, to the backstory and stuff, uh, I will also throw this out there. Uh, if you don't buy any book, uh, any one book, I do recommend Tasha's, simply because when Tasha's came out, uh, most of the races that uh, you get for free have like, oh, you get a plus two in this and a plus one there. Uh, Tasha's allows you to customize that option. Uh, so like Matt was saying, if you want to pick a race to play a barbarian that typically it's, it's racial bonuses wouldn't be geared towards a barbarian, uh, you can change that. 
so I, I am kind of pitching Tasha's there. Um, Let me pitch some homebrew ideas yeah. at you. If you cannot afford books, do not want books, maybe you don't have internet. I don't know how you're watching this, but if you are, you're, you're, you're very inventive and I congratulate right. you. But if you don't have anything and you want to play a game, just maybe spend an hour by yourself as a DM and just be like, hey, a satyr, I think, is pretty cool. And they're fast. So let's just give them plus one to dexterity. And hey, would you look at that? In an actual D&D book, they actually do have plus one to dexterity. So you're not too wrong on that. So being a homebrew DM, you can be kind of on point when you start making up who gets pluses where. Mm-hmm. And uh and just have fun being a homebrew DM because it's 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 a lot of work, <laughs> but, but it's, it's cool because then you can just do whatever you want, uh, especially when it comes to situations where you're like, okay, the satyr has plus two in dexterity or plus one in dexterity, and this character wants to play a satyr and barbarian, and then you as a homebrew DM can just be like, you know what, just let them have plus two to strength. <laughs> and that's yeah. exactly what Tasha says. <laughs> just, yeah. just let him have it <laughs> instead of dexterity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, again, I apologize, Matt. I'm probably going to do this a few times. It's okay. Again... <laughs> we are a combo team. I, I know. I I'm, I'm pausing not only to drink my delicious cocoa, which I got to make more of right now, but also. <laughs> to give you some air so we can talk and we can lengthen this episode we're trying to create a word count (laughs) (laughs) don't tell everybody um but yeah so uh, i'm also creating a character kind of along with matt uh just i'm gonna pick a bugbear i'm picking a bugbear oh Uh, what (laughs) what uh, book is that from (laughs) that is so this is one of the have that one (laughs) so this is one of the uh another benefit of dnd beyond um because we're not creating this in a campaign that we're in together right now which is an option you have we're just going through the the creation process matt does not have access to the books that i have if he has not already bought them so on DD beyond when you're in a shared campaign you can share your content uh and he would have that i it's out of volos they make bugbears a playable character oh because i have that physical copy so i didn't buy it right exactly and i don't own any physical books like none everything i have is on dnd beyond so a lot of times when we start campaigns we kind of add each other first because um i think you i know you own a couple books that i don't um I don't, matt h wants a uh wants a list of what we got so whenever things come out he'd be like okay this is what i can buy <laughs> yeah but like but like you got wild beyond the witch light i don't have that one but I have Volos and you don't. So th- like you said, that's why sometimes d Beyond, if you have, as you guys can see in, in Matt's background, he's got quite a few of the books. Sometimes it, it can be a pain, but I will say the books are like half price on d and Beyond. Not, again, not a sponsor, but it's a lot I, cheaper. You get these, you get maps. <laughs> that's what I like. <laughs> I literally bought Beyond the Witchlight online. Then I was like, that's, that, that's a good purchase, Matt. That's a good responsible purchase. And then the next day I went out and went, you know what? I want that map. So I'm spending $60. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's nothing stopping you from that at all. Uh, there's, you know, so to each his own, but uh, 
okay so yeah so we've got your you've picked your race yeah um, and looking at some of the uh racial traits that a satyr gets which i honestly didn't delve into before too much which is, i really like it um what, what's something <laughs> i say that but i was like what's something that i really liked one i get mithril leaps whenever you take a long or a high jump you can roll a d8 and add a number of rolled add the number rolled to the number of feet you cover so i think that's cool and i'm actually gonna carry that into the barbarian side of things and just really try to be like a a jumping barbarian <laughs> yeah that's, that's what that now that is my that's my intention going into i haven't even clicked barbarian class yet but that was my that's my intention so i'm <laughs> gonna have that intention going into class and abilities and i'm gonna try to make it to where the satyr just jumps real good i want to have <laughs> athletics super high uh <laughs> acrobatics even yeah so um if, if since it looks like we're kind of following along the the top you know the the options yeah. so the next is class um matt said he's, he's going barbarian uh, i actually think i will for the bugbear uh, i'm not changing any of the racial stuff on this particular one uh just for the sake of time so he gets plus two strength plus one dex that sounds like a barbarian to me or a fighter awesome. are you going that <laughs> no i'll go fighter we'll, we'll 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 switch it up okay you're not gonna go barbarian or bugbear cleric interesting <laughs> not this time that's something i would do. <laughs> just be like i'm a bugbear bard I'm a BBB. Yeah, now you're going to be like that orc in Skyrim that they put out the hit on. <laughs> call me, <laughs> call me Triple B. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, next we're going to move on. So, after you pick your class, um, if you pick a martial character, it's really simple. Uh, it starts you at level one, your hit points are calculated. You pick your proficiencies, in, uh, at least for a fighter, proficiency in fighting style, uh, barbarian. I think you basically get the same thing. I'm going nature and athletics. Nature is to play in the satyr, to play that satyr a little mm -hmm. bit more into like a almost almost into druid territory. They just like nature, that kind of thing. And um, then I'm going athletics because of what I just said. <laughs> I'm a lead jumping man. And uh, with my fighter, I'm going to go intimidation uh, and perception. I'm a, I'm a bugbear. I'm, I'm huge. Um, actually, instead of perception, I think I'm going to go survival. Cause they're in the make, goblin family, so they gotta. Can we make little five characters? Uh, let's let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk. Yeah, about let's it. let's talk about it. So, <laughs> so yeah, you want to start? <laughs> yeah. So level five, uh, typically it's level three. Honestly, uh, third level is kind of where uh, where I like to start a lot of games. Sometimes five, depending on monsters, um, because that's where your class of your, your like real big class abilities come online, or at least your starting ones. Blossoms. So uh, like for the fighter level three, I can pick between uh, again, because I have several books. So I have a couple other options like the arcane archer, the battle master, cavalier champion, eldritch knight, psy warrior, purple dragon knight, rune knight, and samurai. Um, I would, oh, man, I really want to do bugbear samurai because that just Seems hilarious. Do it. Do it. Um, I, I think I'm going Follow to. Follow your um, heart, Will. And so as you pick these options, um, damn it, Matt. Um, as you pick these different what options. What are you saying? Damn it. Because <laughs> I got distracted. You know me. Oh. I got squirrel brain. Uh, but as you pick your options, as you go through the character sheet, whether it's level three, level five, as you move on up, 
um, every class gets, you know, additional proficiencies, ability score increases, or the options to feats if your DM lets you use feats. Um, so D&D Beyond, again, is really nice because it just kind of reminds you, like a new box pops up, big uh, blue exclamation point is like, hey, this is new, you need to pay this attention. Um, and yeah, so for each class, um, like for third level, um, I got to pick my martial archetype. I get a bonus proficiency, um, which I can choose like a samurai skill or a language. Um, I would probably do a language. I think kind of depends on what we're doing. But when you're creating a character, even if it's level one, sometimes and D and D Beyond makes this easy. It is. It is beneficial to create a character beyond that before you even get to that level just so you can kind of see what you can get what's available to you and so i know matt does this a lot he'll make a character and i'll be like hey make a character for level three or two or whatever class and uh he'll go into it and D &D beyond makes it super easy you can do in a few minutes just pull open all the levels you can pull you can pull everything open from level 20 and then just go through what you want to pick and you can really see how your character would look at that level and then when you're done just flip it back to whatever level you want to be at absolutely and i'm actually for the sake of this for for uh a little difference um walking people kind of through it i'm gonna pick a caster real quick i'm gonna go back yeah um oh yeah yep uh i think i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna go wizard just Wizard's probably the easiest of all of them Bug to play. Bugbear wizard. There we go. That's terrifying. <laughs> but um, yeah, so when you pick a casting class, um, and I'm just gonna do, uh, I'm just gonna do level three real quick. So uh, you get your arcane tradition, which is kind of, uh, for a wizard, I'm above board. I didn't realize this until I started researching more. It doesn't really matter because you still get access to all the spells uh, <laughs> from all the different uh schools of magic the big difference is is uh when you copy that like a a new spell into a spell book it's half price so that's something to keep in mind so when you if you want you can be a school of evocation wizard but if you you know if you feel like ooh, uh like i you guys know i love divination i always go divination because now i can pay half price for new spells um that's you know why i do it that way um so uh, but after you've picked all your, your proficiencies and things like that, for the casters, uh, there's an option for spells. And again, the nice thing is, based on your level, it tells you, uh, like for a wizard, how many cantrips you can have, how many prepared spells you can have. So there's no, uh, there's no real way to, to mess that up, which as a new player is really nice. Um, cool thing about wizards too, uh, <laughs> I took advantage of this in Matt H's game, uh, ritual spells don't count as prepared spells. So I, <laughs> for whatever level I'm at and going forward, because he approves it, I was like, hey, can I add all the ritual spells? He's like, yeah, that's fine. So I have a spell book with like 60 spells at level five because I have all the rituals <laughs> and I don't have to prepare them. So, um, you know, maybe your DM won't realize that. You can pull a fast one. Uh, but I asked him three times as well. I, I triple checked with him so <laughs> um so you know it, playing it the way it's supposed to be played 
Um, with the wizard, you can you can add those spells to your spell book because you can only just have three prepared. So you know you can change those out every day. So you can have as many as you want. You can just only use three. So, um, th and that's just that example. But uh, so after that, Matt, what uh, obviously next is the abilities. I was gonna say just making a level five barbarian here, satyr barbarian. I'm going to be a totem warrior, which Ooh, is okay. a pathway that opened up for barbarians. And that allows me to just play into this jumping idea way more because I chose the tiger totem, which while raging, because I'm a barbarian, you can add 10 feet to your long jump distance and three feet to your high jump distance. The spirit of the tiger empowers your leaps. And then since I'm making a level five character here, at level four, you get to choose a feat or an ability score improvement. I chose the feat athlete, which allows me, you can make a running long jump or a running high jump after moving five feet on foot rather than 10 feet. So I just need my immediate space to jump real good. Yep. And uh, because of this, man, I am going to make this character completely around jumping and their backstory is going to be tragic and they had to jump to get away. Oh, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> I am. I always do. That's how I, I, I make characters, Will. I, I know. Uh, I know. Uh, <laughs> and I went with my level five uh, wizard. I went with Warcaster uh, for my feet. So an ability score improvement. Uh, short summation, Warcaster, any spell that I cast that requires concentration, uh, I have advantage on, which is nice because sometimes it's a really important spell that you don't want people destroying. Um, so the next thing uh, is the abilities. So that's yeah. where you, uh, we're going to go over this uh, more in depth uh, when the three of us are together. Uh, so I don't necessarily want to spend too much time here, but you do have options for standard array, which is um, that's in the player handbook. And it tells you like you have these scores that you can put in. And then you just pick where they go based on your, your character that you're creating. Um, there is point by, which I am not super familiar with. Um, I probably should be, but I'm not. Um, and then there is the manual slash rolled option. Uh, the way that works is I'm actually going to do it real quick uh, while we're doing this. Oh, you guys probably hear that. Um, is you roll 4d6 drop the lowest one one and whatever three are remaining you add those up and that's whatever number you have and you do that for each uh ability so strength dexterity constitution intelligence wisdom charisma and then you again just like anything else just place them where wherever you want um sorry for the uh that that was really loud um we typically do standard or anything oh okay <laughs> you're good in case anybody else hears it when, when you guys listen uh, standard array is nice because it's super quick um and again we're not going to spend too much time on it but you can see your bonuses and stuff below that so you kind of know where to put your your scores uh to maximize your character word of the day dump stat what does that mean ah uh, yes dump <laughs> stat let's go let it yeah no that's a good thing so uh every uh not every class needs uh, has the same needs uh, so like a bard does not need to be statted out the same way as a barbarian for instance or in our case a wizard and a barbarian so for me intelligence is my highest score i need that to be 
really good. Um, so that's where usually my highest number will go. Uh, the dump stat is where your lowest number goes. The one that you're just like, I don't, I don't need this. It's not important. Uh, has no particular benefit yeah. to your character build. Right. So as a wizard, because I'm not lifting things, strength is my dump stat. I don't. That's that's. I can take a negative to that because I should not be doing strength based things anyways. Um, as a barbarian, your dump stat would probably be intelligence or wisdom it is intelligence <laughs> it's always intelligence i want my wisdom man that, that that's what drives my detectives that is true matt plays detectives no matter what he's always a detective so um and again we'll kind of go over that a little more but um yes dump stat is the one is one where you're just like i you don't need it, it for what like i said i'm yes bugbears are big and strong but i'm a wizard so I, it's I'm, a balancing act usually it, it you're, you gotta be does. like oh what do i need a negative in i don't want it <laughs> yeah and there's plenty of uh there's plenty of guides online i actually have one in particular saved if i remember i'll add it to the description for this video that literally you can pick your class and it'll tell you like hey here's your things it gives you uh, i like it because it's helped me be a new dm uh, and a new player relatively speaking with like here's the best races although again with tasha's that is now moot because any class can any race can have any bonuses so that's moot uh next though is the description probably where uh out of all things uh that matt excels at is the description the backstory the <laughs> the character development uh this is where matt really shines his back i already got it i already got it well here so it here took me two seconds to look at this screen and i already got it okay uh you literally click the drop down menu on D D beyond where it says backgrounds and you get a big old list of things you can choose from and they give you little descriptions that's great um i i don't yes there is there is a custom background option you can click that that's cool mm -hmm. that's what i used to do back um when i would just straight do homebrews and like homebrew races homebrew classes do all kinds of stuff like that because i didn't read the books i just used them as guidelines <laughs> back then <laughs> but then i realized oh there's a whole background section in the back of the book then i was like let's use that but before that i was just like guys just write in anything you want and then we'll talk about your bonuses and that's really what background is in this case of me being a satyr barbarian who's good at jumping i'm gonna go with gladiator because he jumped out of the ring to his freedom <laughs> and it's a short little background we can get back into that but yeah he's probably on the run from whoever's gladiator pit that was uh and because of the we got to give him um We'll give him deception because I'm now playing into the background. He's a gladiator that escaped the pits, so he's on the run. So I think deception would probably be a good one to have. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I went with the hermit because uh, there is some background with it, but um, there's a specific kind of goblin that gets taken over by a magical spirit that gives them magic. Mm -hmm. um, and I cannot remember the name of it right now. I will have to look it up at some point but i know it was going to be a rival for matt's character uh in one of our other games you're making uh, another character for another game no 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 oh uh <laughs> bog. that's what it, it's called a nil bog it is oh, okay. a type it is a type of goblin that has magic most goblins don't 
so that's kind of what I'm basing my bugbear on. Is instead of it being a goblin, it's bugbear that has magics. Um, so I went with a hermit because they are in the lore, which I, you guys know, I like to stick close to. Uh, they are left alone. Like people don't really mess the the other goblins stuff don't mess with them. So I feel like a hermit is good for mine. And um, the reason the backgrounds are good is because they do give you additional proficiencies or skills depending on the one that um, the one that you pick. Uh, typically, my advice is. Uh, just me I know it's not my episode but I try to stick to the one that matches my character just because it it makes the most sense you get more bonuses for the things you want your character to do so uh, the hermit gives me medicine and religion and an herbalism kit which not the biggest thing but um, it gives me a background language and it gives me um, like it it gives me um, information on the deities and powerful beings and and outer planes so things that i can use when we're doing depending on the game to give me more information so that's why i went there i'm good at discovering things so next ah (laughs) one of my favorite things and the thing i think we discuss the most uh or at least not the most that's 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 not true but the personality traits that is under suggested characteristics so bonds ideals flaws uh, which kind of go into your alignment uh, in a way, because some of them do have alignment things. So, Matt, do you want to cover alignment? <laughs> no, I'm bad at it. I'm real <laughs> bad at it. I'll say I'm one thing, just be the other. I'm always friggin' chaotic neutral, <laughs> no matter what I try to be. <laughs> so, yeah, so my, um, I-, I like alignment not for the reason that, like a lot of people don't like it. Let's probably put that out there first uh, because some people will say, well, like I'm lawful good and I have to play my character that way. Uh, I prefer to use it as a starting point. So my character uh, in one of Matt's games is a paladin. So lawful good, kind of right there, both of vengeance. But we have, me and Matt have discussed, like if certain events happen, I would go to Oathbreaker. We, we've discussed that because that doesn't mean they're going to happen, but hey, the option is there, which would then obviously make me not lawful good anymore. Uh, so I like to use alignment as like, so just like a starting point because uh, we all play like our games, like they're movies almost, and characters should have arcs and they should grow or regress depending on the situations. So I, I, I like it as a starting point um not like the be all end all so um while my character has been lawful good this entire time um that doesn't mean i i might not i might need an npc that sways me one way or another or a tra- like I said, tragic events can happen um so i don't i don't like to make it like a hard and fast rule <laughs> just a starting place um yeah and that's kind of i mean usually when i tell players to make a character i never bring up alignment because i I like to think when they make a character they already have this mindset of what the character is supposed to be like how i want to act as them if if they do sometimes they don't but sometimes they do and then me presenting them alignment chart now they're just like okay well how does that idea fit into the alignment chart sometimes it just it's not an easy fit so that's why i don't bring it up because i'm just like just play your character how you want and naturally if somebody were an onlooker who is really 
educated in the alignment chart, they would look at it and be like, oh, you're playing this kind of character. And the player would be like, I guess so. <laughs> so like, I don't really, I never really mess yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah, and, and like I said, uh, a lot of uh, newer DMs or not even newer DMs, but experienced DMs don't like alignment for because it does muddle a lot of things. I do understand that. Um, like I said, that's why for me, it's just like, I, I like said, it's a starting point, but you know, I don't think I have it on, you know, I like, I have it on all my characters um, <laughs> because I, I just like the, like I said, I'm here. Let's see where I go from there. Um, but uh, yeah, so suggested characteristics, Matt, let's, I'm taking up a lot of your time. Uh, let's, so do you use these? I guess would be my first question. Um, so you yes, get, yes, I per, do all the, per, the time. Okay. So I'll let you take it from, take over from here. They always me. give me ideas. So this is specifically D&D. Uh, D&D. Um, I, I don't, uh, in a few other systems, I don't really read this. This kind of just goes into your background. Um, I mean, this, I mean, I guess that's what this is, background. But this just allows D&D to be a little bit more specific with, uh, I guess not specific, but in, inspiring to how you want to play your backstory. So for mine, uh, the first thing's personality traits, my satyr, barbarian, he's jumped. We talked about he's, he was a gladiator at one time. Now he's on the run. So I wrote here, one of his personality traits was, um, which one did I click? <laughs> I already went through it. Uh, if, you scroll, I think if you scroll down to uh, personal characteristics at the bottom, it'll show which ones you've already selected. Ah, here we are. I changed my mood as quickly as I change a key in a song. And I went with that because I felt like it worked well being a satyr. I already get a musical instrument being a satyr. And I chose the pan flute because I'm a satyr. <laughs> and then the next thing that I wrote was ideals. People, I like seeing people. I like seeing smiles on people's faces when I perform. That is both when I fight in the ring and when I serenade. <laughs> And then Bonds is somebody stole my pan flute. I'll get it back. That's that ra that barbarian rage. <laughs> so I'm really every time I pick one of these, I'm just calling either back to being a satyr or being a barbarian. Satyr barbarian, back and forth. Just really tying my backstory to my decisions that I made when I first started making a character. Which when I first started, when I chose satyr, I was just like that's cool. <laughs> and I didn't really have an idea at that point. Um, and then my final one here is flaws. And then this one, I like to tie into being a, a gladiator. Maybe this is why I'm a gladiator. Somebody got mad at me. I once satirized a noble who still wants my head. It was a mistake. I will likely repeat. <laughs> and so everything's just kind of tied into um, the the decisions I made prior. Uh, and that said, none of those words were mine. Those were just pre-suggested things that I can click. And because of that, they kind of feel like mine because I made them feel personal and I connected them to the other things that I've already brought up in this episode. So it, it feels like those are really good choices for my character and like almost specifically for the type of character I want to play. Yeah, and that, that actually makes perfect sense. Uh, I was kind of looking through mine here. So 
Um, I kind of like this one. I'm oblivious to etiquette and social expectations. And um, and I'm, what was the other one I, I saw? Uh, I've been isolated for so long, I rarely speak, preferring gestures and the occasional grunt. So- Is that hermit? Yeah, that's the hermit. Went hermit. <laughs> I did. Uh, so I'm basically like, like I'll just walk into the middle of a crowd and like whatever move, you know, <laughs> like I don't care. Uh, my ideal, uh, I did um, logic. So emotions must not cloud our sense of what is right and true or our logical thinking. Uh, I kind of like that because I feel like that's very wizardy. Like mm -hmm. you gotta stay focused. Um, the bonds that I have, um, it's kind of, this one's always, uh, Depends. I think this one, depending on your options and the background you pick, are campaign dependent. Uh, but I'm going to go with I entered seclusion because I loved someone I could not have. Uh, and then my flaw. Um, let me see. Uh, now that I've returned to the world, I enjoy its delights a little too much. <laughs> so I don't talk yeah. much, but I, I love a good drink. Well, you said about the bond, about being campaign dependent. There's been times where I've just not chosen a bond because it doesn't fit what the DM has sold me, what the story is. And that said, you can just make up one. <laughs> like, you don't Absolutely. have to pick what D&D says. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, There. if you're not sure, um, if again, if you're using D&D Beyond, if you go down to personal characteristics, you can literally just hit a green button that says either edit traits, <sighs> ideals, bonds, flaws, and then write them in. I didn't uh. know that. <laughs> that's cool <laughs> oh excuse me everybody. um so that's kind of how the ideals bonds and flaws works uh, it's kind of what drives your character not necessarily the entirety of your character but again i always like to look at them as like that's a starting point uh next you have the character details which is the alignment which we're not going to go over faith um a lot of times you, especially if you're playing a cleric uh or a warlock where you have to have like a deity that you pray to or you made a pact with some creature <laughs> um i like that's where i think faith goes uh that doesn't necessarily mean that to me that you're praying to them like with a warlock you just kind of make that pact but it tells you like maybe you made a pact with uh a specific uh celestial being a, a specific fiend um there's a there's a bunch of them i know if you go hexblade the hexblade warlock is based on a pact at least canonically, with the Raven Queen. So, you know, you would put Faith, Raven Queen, and, <laughs> um, and kind of leave it at that. Uh, the next is your lifestyle, which is basically how do you live? Um, when you go to a new town, um, I think everybody knows this, there's that person that is like, I won't stay anywhere that's less than a five-star hotel. And you have the other person that's like, dude, I'll sleep on the floor with a blanket. Uh, your in your campaign was the first campaign that I made a character that was wealthy. Yeah, and so I was like pretty excited about that, and I had money to yeah, start. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, there's you know those things. While again they may seem small, uh, I know for us like that's a big role playing thing. Mm -hmm. You know, like right now my character since he's on the run, I'm choosing Squalib. Squalib, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're uh, you're, you got nothing. Or even the poor. Less, even below that is wretched. Yeah, I'm not going that far. <laughs> so I'm making money by getting into arm wrestling fights. There you go. <laughs> um, so there's that. 
Um, and then that's kind of it. Uh, then you have the physical characteristics. Um, this one is all on you. Uh, how do you want your character to look? I think the rest so. of it's all on. Yeah. So like pretty um, much it. The rest of the character creations all like whatever you want, man. Yeah. So um, you know, if you're not sure what whatever race you have looks like, um, there are pictures in in whatever book the race you pick is. But I, again, I'm a big fan of Google. You know, if you make a female, whatever. Big fan of Google. Or, <laughs> everybody's a big fan of Google. Um, but a female, whatever, a male, whatever, you'll see pictures that, that people have drawn. Um, you know, artists have, you'll see other like official content. You know what I do um, on Google when I'm making a character? And this is the stupidest thing. And I'm doing it right now because I don't know. Is I like right now I'm looking up. What if my satyr was 280 pounds, right? And then I'm Googling 280 pound man. And I want to see what that looks like. You would look like uh, you would look like Danny DeVito's character in the Hercules animated movie. <laughs> that's what I want. So uh... and yeah, and so like that's what I do. So now here I am just looking at uh, literally the image search results of 280 pound men um and you know you can do that too or go to the D book and just look at pictures Will. or google fat Seder. i'm not gonna do it but <laughs> well, i'll do it i will say this uh the one thing i've learned from matt is uh sometimes as a dm especially i feel like i'm not dming correctly if my search history is not wild well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like like today uh I kind of it doesn't affect Matt's character even though it's in the same game. I was like names of succubi, and I'm like that's gonna that that's gonna flag something somewhere. <laughs> like no one. Fat Seder is definitely something people have thought of, um, probably a little bit more so than they should have. But still, <laughs> still, I mean, it's not an idea that hasn't been thought already. So don't never think any of your ideas stupid. No, definitely not. <laughs> so, um, and you may find a picture that you like. I know I've done that before where I, I wasn't, especially when I pick like a human character, because it's like, uh, I don't know. And so I'll just Google like female barbarian. And then I'm like, oh, somebody drew a picture and I, I really like that picture. So I just base my character. Yeah, I base my character on that. What color are her eyes? Because uh, you pick hair, skin, eyes, height, weight, age, and gender. All goes right here. So, you know, if you're not, you might have everything else figured out, but if you're not sure how they look. Oh, his name was Philatiti. We're going to leave that alone. Um, <laughs> my so, character's name is Phil. There it goes. Uh, so the last part uh, for the character creation is the equipment. Um, so that can be up to you and your DM because you can choose starting equipment based on your uh, class and background, or some DMs will give you gold and let you just buy what you want. Um, we kind of do a little bit of both where I think we all kind of start with the equipment from our class and our, our, uh, our class and background. But there have been times where I'm like, Hey, I, I'm playing this kind of a character. Can I swap this for this? And I don't remember a time any of us have ever really said no because we tr we don't keep it. We don't do anything outlandish. I think that's a big thing to think about. Is if you're going to make that request of your DM, uh, kind of the thing I think we we all agree on is we're not going to say no unless you unless it's ridiculously wild or you have to be able to justify it. Like 
okay, you're playing a wizard. Why do you need a great sword? But if you can explain, like, granted, it is your character, but if you want to explain to me that, like, uh, I just had a great example. My wizard is, uh, I'm going to make it akin to Merlin, and this sword is for the rightful king of whatever kingdom that we live in, and I basically am carrying fucking Excalibur. Oops. There goes the there goes the explicit warning. Was it me? Ah, it's me. Uh, so I'm basically carrying Excalibur around. <laughs> cool backstory, right? Like that's my destiny is to find the one true king instead of it being stored in the stone. It's fight the wizard. Um, <laughs> so um, equipment, I don't think we'll get into too much though. Uh, that's kind of straightforward, I think. Um, yeah, usually in most books, there's a menu of what you can choose from and if it's not already told to you like hey here's your starting equipment yeah like will said they give you money and you can just look through the equipment menu and just like at mm-hmm. red robins pick what you like yep and that's that's all also on dnd beyond if you pick equipment it says wizard starting equipment and then it gives me my stuff hermit starting equipment and that's all my stuff um and sometimes you will get gold like i get five gold to start with um so it's really up to you. Um, it is. Re- it's really up to you how you want to how you want to do this. I think at the end of the day, that's the big thing that we all always kind of said: is you play your character, create what you want, who you want. Um, the, the kind of the bad thing is being a player is you're at the mercy of your DM. If there's some, sometimes they'll have. Uh, I've read horror stories on Reddit and watched videos where the DM is like, you have to be this kind of character. I don't know if I could ever play in a campaign like that. I'm not saying I couldn't, but, um, you know, some DMs, sometimes it makes sense for the campaign. Um, I know we talked about that. I was going to make a samurai game at one point, and I was like, but you guys would be limited to, like, these classes. But it makes sense because of the time period that we're we're emulating yeah and us as players so, we're, we were cool with it we we're like sure yeah. we can roll with that we can still find a way to put them put a wrench in your plans yeah 100 <laughs> percent. and i mean it doesn't mean like i would you know i think you know just a little context i was like i don't know how i'm feeling about magic just yet but uh you know there is the samurai subclass there's a fighter you could be a, there's a battle master um you know, there's all kinds of different things you can take from all kinds of media. Um, you know, video games being the, a big inspiration, movies, books. So, you know, there's there's always things you can do. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of, uh, Matt, I, I don't know if you have anything else, but I know that's kind of how Matt does it. Matt does also tend to, uh, after this, I will speak for him here because I've gotten these. <laughs> is he will spend a lot of time on his background backstory. I would, and <laughs> even right now in my possessions, I got to choose a personal possession, and it said a love letter. And so I just went in and edited it, and it says a love letter from my fans that that wish to see me fight. But maybe, maybe I'm I'm not going to fight for the crown anymore. That's for sure. I'm gonna. Yeah. So like, if they want to be invited to my own pit. I'll put on my own shows. <laughs> Phil's Fight House. I like that. <laughs> Phil's Fight House. Let's go. And sweet. So, yeah. So, that's kind of it. Um, as far as following the process on D&D Beyond. Yeah. Um, I know, I know um, my process is vastly different because I'm not nearly as creative as Matt. Uh, we'll go over that in, in my episode. Um, 
So uh, yeah, I mean, do you have anything that I know we, we kind of split the time here. Um, um, I think do you have anything else you wanted to add? I'm gonna end it with just have fun. Literally, you can you can have fun doing a power build, going for the character that's like super high strength. You can have fun playing that character just as much as you can have fun playing a more unique character where you're like me and you're a satyr barbarian. Um, you can have fun doing that in both ways. As long as you're having fun with the character, I don't think you're playing that character wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the one piece of advice I'll tack on to that is, though, don't don't be that guy that's like, it's because it's what my character would do. Um, <laughs> that is appropriate in very certain situations. Um, but I know, Matt, again, I know you've seen this and uh, we've talked about it. Like, People will often use that at a time that it is not appropriate. <laughs> and just be careful with, because that's what my character would do. If it seems like it's something that's going to ruin the fun for everybody, I would recommend not doing that. <laughs> yeah. And just, I mean, making a character, you still want to, I mean, we've had no context here making a character. We're just making character yeah. for fun. Um, but if we were given context of like, this is the setting, I would play into that setting more. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So, um, yeah, like I said, that's why I said, like, Ooh, uh -oh. I'm sorry. I just finished my character sheet and man, does it look spicy. I like it. I like <laughs> it a lot. I got a plus five to acrobatics. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, I feel like we're going to, Matt's going to find a way to make this character in. First roll, I got a 21. I have, since I'm a satyr, I get the ram melee attack you do hell yeah that's an 18 to hit <laughs> of course i do uh, oh i do have negatives though i got like negative investigation which i'm not too proud of that's mine mine's a plus six we were playing opposite characters this time. Yeah. <laughs> my character is usually like i play a lot of charisma based characters i realize mm -hmm. like i'm I, I don't know why i picked to be the face of the group They're but <laughs> yeah talk you can talk and keep it up then that's that's a good character <laughs> true um but all right guys well matt if if, if you don't have anything else we'll kind of cut it here um so as always guys uh if you liked the episode uh like comment subscribe you know the whole youtube thing um as always if you want the audio only version apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, um spotify and amazon music uh, pretty much anywhere you can you can get a podcast um uh and uh, as always if you uh if you choose to we do have a patreon any anything extra you guys are, are give we are super appreciative for um eventually we're going to get like all really good microphones and cameras and <laughs> and all that so uh you know just but just you guys watching is enough honestly for us um we, we appreciate every every interaction and um as always guys uh closing us out uh, have a great rest of your weekend and uh, happy gaming.